Welcome to Buenta Vista, episode 54. Uh, we've been hanging around the mouth of this alley here, and we've beckoned you down into the alley to hear our thoughts and our ideas. But now that you're down in the alley, you'll find that Theo is standing across the entrance. He's standing uh, across the mouth of the alley, threateningly punching uh, one fist into the open palm of his other hand. You're a little worried now. You feel like you can't leave. You're stuck in here with us. For at least, we're, looking, we're all looking at our watches for at least an hour. So I'm it sorry seems like that. he could just like shove me over with one hand, but don't tell him. Uh, looks could be deceiving, so don't try. I also wouldn't be intimidated by a group of four street toughs who are all wearing watches. <laughs> <laughs> we're all wearing watches and glasses, folks, uh, and we're here to tell you our thoughts. Um, you, you thought that you know you were just going to have to help somebody, like uh, help a nerd tie their shoes. Or maybe tell them which direction it is to the nearest games workshop. But no. Jake's so, on you. I've got Velcro. The situation <laughs> in which we've lured someone into this alley is someone being like, hey, man, I need help tying my shoes. Can you follow me into this alley? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> follow me darkest. five to ten meters. Five to ten meters down in this alley, please. Uh, I'm Andrew, holding you vaguely captive in this alley. Uh, I'm here, of course, with Lucy. Hi, Lucy. I don't want to be in this alley, to be it's honest. It's too late. You're in here now. What, are you going to get past Theo? You're going to get past Theo? I'm sorry to Theo, but I think I could take Theo. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. We'll find out. Uh, also, we have with us Ben. Hi, Ben. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Say hello to our nice um, captive... <laughs> I just, I know that I've been critical, maybe uh, facetious about your introductions in the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I can't say that I was wrong to do so yep. uh, because th- the pearl that has emerged from the piece of dirt that I have punished, <laughs> uh, which is what I believe happens inside an oyster, uh, uh, has turned out absolutely beautiful. Oh, well, thank you very much. Oh. Uh, and of course, um, Guarding the the mouth of the alley, the threatening look on his face is beautiful, Theo. Hello, Theo. Hey, yeah, I'm like making that thumb throat cutting motion with one hand. Uh, with the other, I'm, I'm rubbing my eyes because the pollen count is very high today. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. How is everybody? We all acceptable? Good, good. good. Mm. Bad news, everybody. I went to the mm-hmm. optometrist today. I have my eyes checked, and I regret to inform you that I am continuing to age. Oh, I, do they I diagnose now... you with nerd disease, a.k.a. you need glasses, bitch? Well, I already had glasses, <laughs> but it sounds like I need more glasses. Oh, God. <laughs> a um, second pair placed over pants. the first. <laughs> yep, yep. They're like, we got to bump these glasses up. We need some Coke bottles up in this bitch. <laughs> Uh, now, am I given? Am I given to understanding correctly that everybody else on this podcast pretty much wears glasses all the time? I very rarely wear glasses. Oh, really? So, uh, yeah, only when I'm at, like been on the computer too long, which is most mm. of the time. Oh, is that why you're always wearing them in profile pictures and stuff? Yes, because I constantly <laughs> am on the computer too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. And uh, Ben and Theo, I'm pretty sure glasses boys. Yeah, if if I if my glasses broke or I couldn't find them, I would probably just lay down and die. Like, I, I cannot function in the world without mine at all. That bad, huh? Oh, it's it's terrible. I wouldn't even walk around my own house without my glasses on. Like, oh. uh, I can't see 
like 50 centimeters beyond my face. Wow. Jesus. How about you, Theo? How's um, the sight? Yeah, no, my, mine's only for like going outside, so I don't really need them. Very often. <laughs> <laughs> mine's only for daylight. Doesn't really yeah. come up much. Yep. Um, I, I have had glasses for a while that I just uh, wear at work when I'm on the computer. Because uh, apparently for the last however many years, working on a computer all, all day under fluoro lights gives me a bit of a headache. But I've it's never had any problem. You. Yeah, well, I've never had any problem with like the just, just focusing on anything. It's always been sharp. And today was the very first day that I have ever been shown a row of letters. And then I've said, maybe that's a C? Oh, what? No. Like you've oh, always no. been able to read even the bottom row. Yeah, man. It's you always been sharp can't. as shit. It's always been sharp as shit. <laughs> I'm lucky to get like the top two. Jesus. <laughs> lucky to get the very big E that he shows you when it's just. I'm lucky to, to walk into the thing. right office. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So there it is, folks. Now you guys were asking me to explain earlier what I meant by um uh, freckles. Turns out. You can get freckles. I, I don't on. recall asking that. No, well, you I didn't ask that at any point. And to be fair, I walked in on the phrase, I've got freckles on my balls. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, I believe you walked in on Theo asking me, what's up with these freckles on your balls? Yeah. Uh, that seems lewd. <laughs> yeah. And um, he was referring to the balls of my eyes. Ah. Oh. It all makes it sense. Turns out, it turns out, get this, guys light, you know, light from the sun. Mm. Some of that goes into your eyes. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Mm, not if I can help it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I never need to wear my sunlight glasses. Um, but yeah, it turns out you can get uh, freckles on the inside of your eye. Oh, I don't like that. From That's the old sunlight. Horrible. And I have uh, two freckles on the inside of one eye. And the Jesus. guy was like, yeah, so there you go. You got that information now. It doesn't mean anything or matter. Uh, but oh. there they are. And he showed me the dots on the picture. Oh, I don't like... No. No, thank you. Yeah, he was like, Unsubscribe. He, he looked in my eye and he was like, ooh, we should get the fancy, we should get the fancy imaging done because uh, I'm seeing some stuff that I'm a bit worried might mean that you have glaucoma. And I was like, the weed disease? <laughs> um, and he said, what? Calm down. Uh, <laughs> sit down, sir. Please sit down. <laughs> Stop doing that Cheech and Chong, um, you know, okay sign up to your lips kind of vibe. Uh, and then I paid for the expensive imaging and then he was like, that's ah, fine. You don't have glaucoma. <laughs> it's suddenly fine. It's oh, suddenly fine now that you've good. paid. Uh, but for any American listeners, I could go into any given glasses shop and uh, get a new prescription done for my eyeballs. Didn't cost anything. Whip out the old Medicare card. Free as a bird. I love doing the the song and dance of going in there, getting your free eye check, and they're like, "Great, let's uh, let's look at some pairs of glasses." While you're like oh, basically running today. out of the store to be like, <laughs> "I'm buying them online, motherfucker! I'm not coming yeah, here." Yeah, straight afterwards, like you walked me out to the guy and was like, "So, um, you know, it's like six million dollars to put a pair of glasses <laughs> into the glasses that you're wearing now." And uh, here's all these other glasses here, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do." <laughs> I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look at these glasses over on the wall, and I'll think about whether I want to put new lenses into the glasses I'm wearing, or if I want to buy a whole new expensive pair of glasses and get you to put lenses in them. Okay? And he was like, sure. And then the second he had turned his back on me, I just evaporated. You I dropped like, oh. to the floor. 
Had yep. you crawled out on your belly. I was like, he turned around and there was a Roadrunner-esque um, silhouette <laughs> of smoke in the shape of where I had just been. And he said, sir, are you okay, sir? And it just dissipated and there was nothing there. And then the, the clothes that you were wearing uh, temporarily suspended in the air collapsed into a pile on the ground. That's right. And I went back to work naked. Yeah. So, folks, that's where my eyeballs are at. Look, I, I don't want to turn this into uh, the sort of podcast that uh, paleo chef Pete Evans would do. <laughs> but okay. if you are uh, a sort of person who has a job where you're at a computer all day, um, stand up like every every half an hour or whatever and focus at something in the distance. Get away yeah. from your computer and look at something else for the love of God. I, I work in a windowless office, so <laughs> there's this, I guess there's four walls I could stare at. Well, mm. do all of them in sequence. <laughs> yeah, I, I would recommend eyes. standing up, just just having a stretch, looking at something that's not not your computer. Just go for a little walk, walk out the door, keep walking. Uh, if you cross an international the border, closest wilderness. Uh, Learn to uh, survive on the land. Um, make fashion little uh, tools. I think you start with the small sticks, uh, work your way up to axes. You can chop down a tree with that, construct a small cabin in the woods, and uh, live out your life there. I think you're describing sort of the early game of Minecraft, but I, I do believe that the principles are roughly the same. I think they're the same. I've played a lot of Minecraft, and it seems applicable. <laughs> hmm. Did anybody else see that movie, uh, Into the Wild? Is that the movie where the guy goes into the wild? Yes. yes. Yeah, I've the, seen that one. It's the Sean, Sean Penn-directed romanticization of, uh, of the guy who went, oh, I'm going to be like Jack Kerouac and go live in the fucking woods. Of and the man he just that, like, gets a cut on his thigh and dies. Uh, it, he like eats some berries, shits himself a bunch, and then dies in a bus, is my recollection of the movie. Yep, very much. Um, he just he just has a bit of fun tooling around in the woods for a while in summertime, and then it turns to winter, and he eats some berries, and he shits his guts and turns grey, and then he just freezes to death in a in an abandoned bus in the woods. And, he, and Sean Penn's takeaway from this is like, what cool, an honor, what an honourable life. He's I, been I, so true to himself, shitting himself to death in a bus. I believe he also learned some life lessons from uh, wholesome rustic wheat farmer Vince Vaughn. He did, yes. Uh, and Kristen Stewart really wants to fuck him, but he's not on board with it. Oh, yeah. Get out of here, Case, do you? Yeah, <laughs> you, you tart. Not for me, thanks. <laughs> oh, people were so mad at Kristen Stewart for so long. They didn't yeah, get they it. hated she's her. Just, she's just pretty. Oh, what a crime. You know? Anyway, <laughs> <coughs> and now we start the podcast. <laughs> Speaking of crimes, okay. What about the crime oh, of flipping and/or flopping, folks? I either of those things are a crime. It's a term, It's a political crime, probably, depending on whose side you're on. Remember when that was the whole thing in the um? Was it like the the 2004 election in the states when like John Kerry ran against Bush? Uh. And, uh, and now there's an inspiring political figure I think about a bunch John Kerry George, John Kerry, yep <laughs> oh, George he, Bush George W. Bush <laughs> yeah. W he, he, like, he like changed his mind one time 20 years ago And they were like yeah. oh, He's flip-flopping Yeah, they got him flip-flops or something as it, well Flip-flopping like a Democrat has been a trope now Ever since, I believe Yep Imagine ever being able to modulate your position on a thing 
Uh, although, as we have discussed on this show previously, friend of the show and leader of political uh, party One Nation, Pauline Hanson, has been uh, playing a really dumb game with the was it the company tax cuts that um, that the Liberal government in Australia has been trying to pass. And as part of this, what she's been craftily doing is saying to them, uh, I'll pass them if you do this thing I want. And they go, nah, maybe. And she goes, oh, I'm not going to pass them. And they go, maybe we, no, nah, we're still not interested in doing your thing. And she goes, oh, I will pass them. And uh, she just keeps switching her position all the time. As we mentioned uh, within the last week, I feel, One Nation Senator Brian Burston has quit the party as a result of Pauline Hanson constantly switching her position on this. Um, and he he quit the party. She lost a Senate seat over this when the position that she wound up settling on was the position that Brian Burston wanted her to continue to hold. Uh, so very well done from Pauline here. Uh, Theo has found us a fun little clip of Pauline Hanson defending her right to flip-flop. I'm doing flip-flop in inverted commas here. I'm doing my fingers, my fingers around the microphone. Uh, would we like to hear that clip, folks? Yes. As long as you stop talking. No, <laughs> never. Never. I could talk to five to ten minutes longer about this. Anyway, here we go. I haven't flip-flopped. I said no originally, then I said yes, then I have said no and I've stuck to it. If they want to accuse me or the Labor Party, I can imagine in down the chamber today again, she's used flip-flopping. You know, that's my prerogative and I will change my mind as many times exactly. as I want to and to ensure that I come up with the right decision. Exactly. <laughs> who who oh, was she talking to in that second interview? Uh, she was talking to the 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 guy from Sunrise or whatever. What's Carl, what's his name? Stefanovic? Yeah, mm. it sounded a bunch like him. And yeah. it's weird that he was agreeing with him. So agreeing she, with her. He was like, but, yeah, exactly. Just right. keep changing your mind. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, very silly. Very silly stuff from Pauline there. I just, how does she, I just can't <laughs> believe she talks like that. <laughs> if if I want, want to keep changing my mind. <laughs> Every time I hear her voice, it's so funny. <laughs> she's so close to the verge of tears all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. It's like she's just constantly being forced to recognize her own incompetence. <laughs> Every day. Just, Which, yeah. I mean, who among us? Well, yeah. yeah. Imagine, uh, imagine just constantly being, just having someone hold up a big mirror in front of your face and going, are you happy? <laughs> You're going, oh, oh, come on. Oh, dear. Uh, Theo has provided us with an extra quote here uh, of Pauline Hanson arguing that the hex repayment threshold for uni graduates should be lowered to $45,000 because, quote, I'm sure they could go without a couple of coffees a week to pay back their obligation to Australian taxpayers. <laughs> My God. I was really mad about this. Solidly. Oh, you go. Oh, no, I was just going to say I was very mad about this until I read the details of it. And it's not, it's not super awful. But mm. Pauline can still go fuck herself it, because I want my couple of coffees. It's kind of shit, though. Like, that passed this week, didn't it? The uh, lowering of the threshold from, but what it's was it, like, like 54 down to 45 or something? Yeah, but it's, like, measured up depending on, like, the way it is. Like, now as soon as you pass it, you have to pay, like, $2,000 at least. But, like, that 40-whatever thousand is only going to be, like, 400 bucks a year or something, I think I saw. 
That it still sucks. Great, yeah. That's I'm not ideal. They don't erode this shit. I'd rather they just didn't charge for university education. I'd rather they didn't make me pay it back at all because I signed up for it when I was 16 and that seems very unfair to me mm. on a legal basis. Mm. It's like that signing up for the army when you're 16 or 17 in the States kind of shit. You know, yeah. they get like marine recruiters to come around and go, Hey kid, you like video games? You like Halo? Hey, do you want to shoot a brown person with a gun? Mm. <laughs> you want to shoot some kind of alien? Huh? <laughs> yeah. You've been shooting the Covenant. Why not shoot Iraqi civilians? <laughs> mm. Yep. Uh, why not shoot uh, the... Oh, see, this is going to fall apart because I don't know like what, say, the bad guys from Halo are. What are the bad guys from Halo? The Covenant. The Covenant. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> But I'm hey, shooting. I mean, if you want to have another pass at my joke, uh, <laughs> well, I, by I all do, means. <laughs> I do, and it will become apparent why in a second. Uh, how about shooting Earth's Covenant, ISIS? Hey, <laughs> speaking of ISIS, <laughs> speaking of ISIS, um, noted great big shit eater, uh, Lyle Shelton, eat who shit. I think eat shit, Lyle, eat shit, Lyle. Now, whatever happened with the... Wasn't he running, like, a, a fucking Senate campaign or something? Wasn't he going to run for, like, um, he was Corey for the Bernardi's... Australian Conservatives. Yeah, yeah. Australian yeah. Conservatives Party, yeah. Has, I don't know if the election has happened yet. But, um, but boy, how could you expect him to lose with all that charisma and a face that looks like it's going to just crumple in on itself <laughs> every time he tries <laughs> oh, to smile? He's a man who looks like he's perpetually apologizing. <laughs> and he should be. Well, yes, I wish he was. <laughs> I wish he was. Sorry, sorry for being bored. Sorry, you have to look at my cretinous <laughs> face. Sorry. His his smile is like the the cringy apologetic face of someone who it's just the face of someone every time he's like uh, running into his mother in law who caught him jacking off in the bathroom. You know, <laughs> he, he has sorry. the exact face of Brad Pitt in Burn after reading just before he gets his head. <laughs> oh <off>. my god. <laughs> He does. He looks. He looks like a dog doing a shit when you make eye contact with him. <laughs> He's like Sorry. the obsequious clinger on in every movie that ends up betraying them. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I, I was just watching um, Ronan the other night. And oh, like, good uh, film. He, yeah, he's like um, Sean Bean in that. You know, after he gets humiliated. He's just, mm. <laughs> yes. Sorry that it turns out I'm actually a big piece of shit. Eat shit, Lyle. Eat shit. Um, so. It really seems like since um, since the whole attempt to railroad the the marriage equality argument in Australia uh, didn't work out, and you know his team lost the vote as to whether or not we should have marriage equality, it kind of seems like something snapped in Lyle's brain. Maybe mm. that last little neurons like split in half. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that last little thing that was tethering him to reality has kind of just it's kind of just snapped. And Lyle did a little post the other day. Theo, have you got any idea what service this is from? This post? Facebook, I thought. Hang on, when did I Well it's got like a weird it's got like a whole background so, image yeah, on it. Yeah, so it was it was um a date. Yeah, it, it was, was pulled from a from a Twitter um from a journalist's Twitter. It was Josh um, Josh Gnosis. Yeah, well, um, no, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I can't remember his name. Some weird service. And Lyle has posted uh, something here in relation to um, the Greens Party asking, yet again, 
should we actually be having the Lord's Prayer before Parliament every day? Uh, particularly <laughs> in a country, yeah, particularly in a country that's meant to be all about separation of church and state and that kind of thing. Uh, Lyle's response to this is very, very normal. It's exactly what you or I would have posted in the same circumstances. And it starts off like this. <clears throat> like ISIS blowing up archaeological sites on the Nivea Plains, the Greens have laid explosive charges at the foot of one of the last remaining artifacts reminding us of what has made our nation great. Like ISIS, the Greens hate our foundations. So the Lord's Prayer, which is said faithfully at the opening of Parliament each day, is again in the green sights. Like ISIS, they are trying to destroy something of our cultural heritage that is precious. Wow. <coughs> exactly like ISIS. <coughs> hmm. Normal stuff. Um, all because uh, one of Australia's political parties said... Do we really have to say thanks to Jesus before we start work every day? Uh, in what is supposed to be a secular country. Uh, and that has made Lyle absolutely lose his shit. What else do you guys think is like ISIS? <laughs> um, McDonald's, when they put sweet and sour sauce in my uh, bag instead of ketchup. What um, the fuck, sweet Theo? Sweet and sour sauce is delicious, Theo. <laughs> no. I always have to get an extra sweet and sour sauce because if I get nuggets or whatever the fuck... It's the best um, sauce. My wife just steals my sweet and sour sauce. She goes, this must be my one. <laughs> hey, so, fellas. Aren't you, don't you hate it how your wife is always stealing a sweet and sour sauce? <laughs> that's right. My wife is like ISIS in that way. <laughs> Terrorizing my bag of takeaway McDonald's. I Obviously, I... I don't get them uh, often or at all, uh, <laughs> uh, but in the <laughs> times in my life when I did, never get sauce with them. I'm always just eating them straight up. There's not wow. a sauce component to my nugget dry experience. Dry nugget eating motherfucker. Yeah, they're, pretty, they're dry nuggets. I'm dry swallowing the nuggets. <laughs> wow. That's... And no, I assume no drink. I, just yeah. I assume that you're high while that's happening. You know what? Uh, weirdly, the part of my life where I started getting really fucking high all the time uh, was roughly around the same time when I stopped eating meat. So there's actually not a huge crossover between uh, my high experiences and McDonald's. Well, that's good because being high and eating dry nuggets is just too much. Yeah, that might be a little difficult. That uh, would be bumping up, bumping up your dryness measure there significantly. Just as like a byproduct of how my live, how I live my life, most of my like high snacking is me just eating like shitloads of soup because it's largely what I have <laughs> God. available to me at the time. Oh, that's shameful. I work on a very uh, small budget in my life. <laughs> uh, please become a subscriber to the show, folks, <laughs> yeah. and help please Ben afford. Please let Ben eat a solid food. Yeah, let Ben get some. <laughs> High snacks that aren't fucking soup. Jesus this all-liquid diet is making my bones floppy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember um, for a good stretch of my 20s, the, the place that I lived um, and the McDonald's drive through that I went to near it, uh, for about five years, I would go through there and say, uh, let me get my all my shit, let me get my bucket of shit. <laughs> and I'd go around to the window and they'd be they'd hand me my drink and they'd be like, Sorry, the ice machine's broken and I'd be like, For three years? And they'd go, Yep. <laughs> uh and that to me 
That to me is ISIS. Like ISIS. It's eroding the foundations of, of what makes our country great. Um, is when McDonald's's ice machine... Look, you can get it. We fucking know you can get it fixed. It's like it's impossible to fix an ice machine. Ridiculous. Charity muggers are ISIS? They're yeah, literally oh, ISIS. That's true. They're right up my <laughs> yeah. nose, those guys. They oh. just... Like, the extent to which... Because I, like, I live in an area... Like, I live relatively close to, like, a main street that generally gets a lot of charity mongers in it. So, I'm walking back and forth, like, I don't know, three or four times a day, every single day. But because they're all backpackers and, like, seasonal workers, essentially, it's never the same people every day. So, it's not like they're like, oh, hey, it's that guy we hit up yesterday. We'll leave him alone today. Every fucking goddamn time. So, like, the circuitous routes I will take... To avoid these people are fucking crazy. I'm adding like 20 minutes to my trip <laughs> just so that I don't have to make eye contact with someone to be like, yes, you said something weird about my tattoos. No, I'm not going to stop and talk to you. Please leave me alone. Uh, let's, all take a, let's all take a moment, though, to appreciate the, the portmanteau that I only became aware of very recently, which is chuggers. Yeah. Have it you heard chuggers before? So close to a racial slur that I feel uncomfortable <laughs> with it. <laughs> chuggers with a hard R. Oh, no, thank you. Uh. Oh man, I I walked past one yesterday, and he made eye contact with me far too early. Like oh, I was no. still maybe forty meters away, and he's like throwing a shaka up at me, and I'm just like, oh, this is. Not a good sign. So I'm sort of doing the weird apologetic smile already, but he's not within hearing range for me to be like, no, thank you. So we're just sort of staring at each other and I don't know where to look and I feel anxious. I get close to him. I lie, obviously, and I'm like, oh, no, sorry, mate. Can't talk. I'm on my way to work, which is never true. I'm never on my way to work. Uh, And he clearly could tell that I'm making it up because he's like, oh, oh, what do you do? (laughs) I'm just like, ah. Yeah, where would someone that 9.45 in the morning be walking to? I'm a bartender. <laughs> the pub, I'm going to the pub. And like, it was just so unconvincing. It took me so long to answer him because I'm like in my head, like crunching numbers, being like, what's plausible? And then as I'm walking away, it's just like, oh, I love your Tasmanian tiger tattoo, man. I'm like, oh, cool. cool. Just so <laughs> flustered from having to try to think of a job. I hate the. I hate the whole like very incredibly clear sales uh, tactic of pick a, a, a notable feature on the person or their clothing and compliment them. Oh yeah, I love it. I hate, so I hate that so shit so much. much. I have developed a technique which is that um, because I am always wearing headphones um, whenever I'm doing anything uh, in public um, what I do is I keep my headphones in playing whatever they're playing and as the person makes eye contact with me and starts talking, I can't hear what they're saying. And I just shake my head. <laughs> I hold eye contact <laughs> as I'm walking past and I shake my head no. And I keep walking. You're, you're a stronger man than I am. That's I, what yeah. I that's do. That's what I want to do, but I can't do I do the do head it. shake. I look him in the eyes and just shake my head. I don't that's want to be what, too rude. Yeah, that's that's what working in the Melbourne CBD for however many years has done yeah, to me. Yeah, because they're just Where fucking Where they're just everywhere. like on every fucking corner, yeah. Oh, man. Well, Theo, you know, they have like basically the city locked down. They're like on either side of Queen Street Mall. There's always like a whole bunch of them 
uh, and around like King George Square and stuff. So if you're walking from like the riverside through to Roma Street or whatever, you pass through like 12 of them and it's impossible to avoid them. Oh, yeah. Well, I used to work like in the same building as a train station. Oh, fuck. All the ones that are out the front of Roma Street Station. All the time. Oh, man. Those are the worst. You can sort of avoid those if you like coming from the city go up into Roma Street a little bit and then down out at the exit near the car park. But obviously it's, it's ridiculous. Hmm. I remember um, a friend of the show, Ben Jenkins, uh, was doing a thing on the checkout about charity muggers. For the, obviously, they're a consumer affairs show, so this is applicable for them. And he was saying one of the big takeaways was that they work in terms of raising oh, money. Yeah. That's what I've heard, which I find wild because I just yeah, want them to fuck off and not even look at me. Yeah, but the problem is that the money doesn't go to the charity. Well, I think, well, his partial takeaway at least was that in some charities that it does, but there are a lot of places obviously where it does not. I think uh, for a good chunk of them, I remember reading some uh, thing in The Age about it years ago where they were talking about how the general structure for them is that uh, these these places offer their services to various charities and say, you don't have to pay us anything, but we will take a commission out of the donations from people. And this is why they won't just take money from you. This is why if you say, here's a $20 note for your charity, they go, no, 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 no. I'm going to need your credit card details and a recurring subscription. Uh, and they say, we need X amount of dollars a month on your credit card, blah, blah, blah. And for the majority of these things, they take um, 90 plus percent of the donation on a monthly basis for the first year or two. And then it goes down to like 70, 80% of the donation. uh, And it slowly tapers off over the course of several years down to whatever percentage. But I mean, like you can't can't blame the charity in the sense that they're all going to be strapped for funding and resources. And if somebody comes to them and says hey, look, we'll go out and do this stuff and you'll get some portion of it. And the longer people stay on, the more of it you'll get. Something is better than nothing, especially if it's not eating into what very limited resources charities have. That's Um, true. I won't defend the charity muggers, though. No, I'm sorry I think, if this is your job, but I think it would be better if you joined ISIS. <laughs> That's ISIS to me. Everyone involved in the transaction knows that it sucks. Yeah. Which, which is what I hate, like, is that I hate the concept of what they do to me personally so much. But, like, for a lot of these people, it's literally, like, their first day doing it because they're yeah. these fucking English backpackers that have come over and are just like, oh, cool. I'm getting paid, like, 25 bucks an hour or whatever. Promotions. Oh, that's weird. Every single piece of person that walks past me wishes I was dead. Like, that <laughs> sucks us. It sucks. I will always remember a guy that I used to live with talking about how um, when he was between jobs at some point, he I think he, he used to work sales. Like, he worked in, um, like, Telstra stores and stuff like that, you know. And he was between jobs and there was a, an ad for, hey, do a sales job for commission and stuff. Oh, man, the ads for these places are always super vague. It's always like dynamic sales environment. And you're like, <laughs> interesting. I wonder you're what that is. standing means. on the street haranguing people. And he went to this thing and the uh, to do the training. And the training was being conducted by a guy in like, you know, sandals and hemp pants with dreadlocks and shit. And he was like, 
And this guy was like, uh, you can make $20,000 a week doing this job. You think I got dreadlocks because I like it? Hell no. I got dreadlocks because it makes people sign up for this shit. And I spent all weekend <laughs> driving around in my 7 Series BMW. And, uh, <laughs> and at this point he said, I need to go now. <laughs> I need to go now. I feel covered in filth. Wasn't there mm. a big thing in the news recently about a... Oh, maybe it wasn't for charity muggers. Fuck, what was it? I think it was maybe one of those things. You know, the people that go door to door for the like third party energy selling things. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you've dealt with those before. Where like their training seminars were just like chock full of these like crazy HR violations of getting people to do these fucking insane things. Oh, I wish I could think of what it was. Uh, but I can't. So, uh, oh, good stuff. Well, take that to the bank. Well, moving on. Uh, last week, or earlier this week even, we were doing a bonus episode. Did you know you can get bonus episodes by subscribing on patreon.com forward slash Vista, only $5 a month? Uh, we were doing a bonus episode, opened up the old mailbag. We got quite a few questions about uh, noted, massive, dipshit, uh, Australian right-wing fuck, uh, Blair Cottrell. Who I believe can be is one of the few people who can incredibly accurately be described as a brick shit house. Yeah, steroids have ruined his brain on yep. a very real level. On an incredibly real level. Um, we had a letter from a friend of the show, Dooney, who said, uh, "Noted dipshit Blair Cottrell harassing a street performer in Melbourne in defence of public decency." Discuss. We had a couple of other ones too. Um, quite a few. So, the reason this is in the news is, uh, so Blair Cottrell is a, a noted figure in Australia's far-right scene, uh, and a huge piece of shit. Spends all his time, uh, harassing people online and holding, uh, meetings where he talks about why Western civilization rules and all the other things like feminism and Islam drool. This dude, I think maybe one of his distinguishing things from a bunch of other far-right Australian figures is that he's not trying to mask being a straight-up neo-Nazi. Yeah, he's solid neo-Nazi. But, like, he, he's very... He's obviously a white supremacist and he talks about it, unlike a lot of these other people that, you know, are talking about western chauvinism or whatever instead of just mm. saying like hey i prefer white people mm. just like when i was um calling someone a fucking idiot on twitter a couple of months ago and i was like oh you're one of these guys who's into like race science and shit and they replied very earnestly uh the term is race realism and another <laughs> thing i was like <laughs> oh, boy. uh mm, it kind of doesn't matter what you call it anyway uh the reason that blair has been in the news uh, is because, allow me to read to you from this piece that Theo has kindly gathered for us. A Melbourne street performer has been harassed and intimidated by United Patriots Front, UPF, leader Blair Cottrell, who says he took offence to the performer's costume and choice of music. Street performer Daniel Aldica, who performs as Dandy Man, was doing his routine in Melbourne's Federation Square when he was approached by United Patriots front leader Blair Cottrell and some of his supporters. 
in a video uploaded to YouTube by the group. So <laughs> just, just for your context there, they put this video up because they thought it made them look good. Yeah, they do this mm. all the time. Did, did yep. you guys watch the video? No. I've seen chunks of it, yes. It, it genuinely made me feel very uncomfortable. Like, the, they fucking, like... That just they are genuinely extremely physically threatening. Like, yeah, oh, terrifying. It's fucking yeah, it's crazy. That this dude dealt with it insanely well, and there were like only a handful of people in the crowd. Which obviously this would have been terrifying. So I'm not trying to lay blame or anything, but like, there was a handful of people that did sort of just stick up for this guy, which is some fucking street performer that they're watching. They don't know shit about. Like, there's one woman in particular in the video who basically like grabs this man and puts him behind her, like. He is her child. Like, <laughs> she is just like, fuck off. What are you doing? It's genuinely amazing. This woman is a hero. It's incredible. Like, because Black Trail is like seven foot tall and like 100% muscle. The guy looks like he would and could beat anything to death. And mm. yeah, this woman in her like late 20s or 30s or whatever is just like, no, fuck off. It's It's amazing. I love that woman. Well, yet, so for some additional context. In a video uploaded to YouTube by the group, Cottrell is shown interrupting the performance and calling uh, Daniel Oldeker a pedophile. The performer attempts to move away from the larger man who follows him through the crowd, repetitively asking him if he's a pedophile. Quote, We're going to turn this guy's amp off, Cottrell says at the start of the video. He's wearing a G-string in front of kids. He was not wearing a G-string. He was not he wearing, was not a, G-string. wearing a G-string, no. Is there some context I'm missing? Like, why Why is this guy a pedophile? Uh, solely because he was doing a performance in, like, a hot pink leotard. And not even a leotard. Right. Like, so in, in okay, the... A, a unitard, perhaps. Yeah. Well, no, I was going to say, like... a. a a unitard is like the the one piece bikini the Borat type bikini. thing. Yeah, this 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 was like a like a leotard, but with sort of shorts built into it. You know, so it's not even like you know butt cheeks in a banana hammock. Oh yeah, so it's just it's normal like normal shorts stuff. Shorts at the to bottom half, just yeah, street so, performer so way, shit. Way less you know revealing than you know a woman in a bikini or or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah. he would have no problem with whatsoever. Yeah, obviously. Because this is not entirely heteronormative. It's immediately, you know, pedophilic or whatever. And it's sort of mm. like the crossroads right. of their well, dipshittery. It, it makes you think of like the whole Pizzagate thing where it's just like, I... Uh, like... I don't I don't mean to sort of sound like this is too much of a reach or anything like this. I try not to play amateur psychologist wherever possible. But if you are the type of person who any any like news story or anything that relates to like uh, pizza or whatever makes you go, uh, you must be a pedophile, a, a Pizzagate pedophile. Like, the whole Pizzagate thing of people obsessively believing that absolutely everything to do with politics and celebrity and anything else makes everyone a pedophile just kind of makes me go, what kind of projection is this? What kind of, like, weird... I I honestly, I, I really struggle to fathom it. Like, I remember seeing a thing on Twitter a while ago where, like, some Australian... Sorry, not Australian, some American pizza company was running a competition where it was like 
hey, we'll, we'll send pizza to you wherever you are. We'll fly pizza to you. And all these people were genuinely replying like, oh, so you're going to fly like children to them to have sex with? That's normal. It's like what? Normal brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's, it's just that shit that makes me go like, you know that if you just see this thing that is ostensibly harmless to everybody else around you and all you can see in it is this this violation this perverted violation it definitely says more about you than it does about the thing and this Blair Cottrell shit is absolutely right up there uh to go on the performer was wearing a pink leotard costume as Cottrell and his group approached the performer's music is turned off Cottrell is seen following the performer through the crowd repeatedly asking him if he's a pedophile swearing at him and telling him to leave the space Aldica tries to get the attention of police. When an audience member confronts Codrill, the performer runs across the road to get police assistance. Quote, It's disgusting. I don't like it, Codrill is heard saying. Off camera, one of his colleagues is heard calling a member of the public, quote, a communist faggot. When Aldica returns with the police, Codrill says, quote, It's just disgusting. It's just not on. Codrill asks the police to arrest the performer for indecent exposure. The police refuse and note that this act has been approved by the City of Melbourne Council and he has a permit to perform. Cottrell appeared on radio station 3AW to defend his actions and said the performer had spoken to him in a, quote, passive-aggressive manner and he took action to protect children. Quote, he's dancing in a pink mankini in front of toddlers, Cottrell claimed. Again, feel free to look at the footage, not a mankini. I don't know if he knows what that is. Uh, quote, I don't know why anyone would stand up for him. It's obscene and I'm sick of seeing that kind of thing on social media sometimes, whether it's videos from Mardi Gras or some sort of modern festival. I'm glad I stood up against this guy and I'd encourage other people to start doing it too. So good that um, 3AW got him on to Mm. defend himself and then to incite uh, other dipshits whose brains have shrunk to the size of peanuts from steroid use um, to, inst- to uh, you know, go out and be violent towards things that you don't like. Yeah, super normal. It's very good. Um, and it's, it's great that we keep doing this um, on, like, our morning shows and on conservative radio and what have you because you just got to get them on and, and nut it out. Yep. Uh Certainly nothing nothing bad has happened from normalizing this sort of shit so far. Yeah, no, he seems like a huge fucking idiot and I can't understand why people keep giving him the time to explain himself. Even, even that sort of shit. Uh, it's obscene and I'm sick of seeing that kind of thing on social media sometimes, whether it's videos from Mardi Gras or some sort of modern festival. So this is spanning from... Uh, like, you know, him seeing this thing in public and also him seeing stuff that is kind of like this on social media that might be videos from a Pride festival. There's gay-looking dudes at Pride. Hey. Hey, what the heck? (laughs) Or some sort of modern festival. Uh, Unbelievable. And like, you know, I hate to come back to the old well, but... My first thought when I saw, um, you know, him fighting with people about this on Twitter 
And, you know, uh, some lady replied to him was just like, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that you scared the shit out of these people and their small children far more than this person, you know, this performer did. No one was holding a gun to their head and making them stand there and watch his performance. If people don't like it, they can move on, you know. People are happily watching this thing. And then you guys have all rolled up and started being very physically threatening and causing an altercation, and that would have been much more frightening. Yeah, I love to protect kids by being a fucking violent psychopath. Yeah, yeah. I love to protect kids by causing a scene and acting like I'm about to brain this dude in front of them. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, and he replied, oh, you actually going to defend this sort of stuff? You're sick. And, like, my thought, you know, I know this isn't terribly woke. I know it's not a great way to speak. But my first thought was, like, you absolutely massive bitch. (laughs) Just, you tremendous pussy. Just, I can't believe, like, just an absolute inability to cope with just seeing people who don't look and behave exactly like yourself existing. Yeah, in the just world. having a big meltdown, having a big having a big baby about it. Yeah. Throwing know, a little tantrum. Throwing a fucking fit and demanding that other people stop existing in the same space as you. Like it's just the most oversensitive shit. And yeah, it, it just the whole thing just made me go like you know, you guys fancy yourself as some sort of fucking alpha male Western supremacist and shit. Like, acting like it's leftists that are going nuts about their hurt feelings and all this sort of stuff. You just, you're unable to see another person and just go, oh, well, whatever. Doesn't fucking affect me or bother me. Just going to go on, just going to go lift some more weights. It, it's mm-hmm. so funny to, like, see them sort of try and simultaneously position themselves as like the defenders of like good values right they're like oh yeah we're out to look out for the children and stuff but they're also balancing against the fact that like the insane amount of horse steroids they take make them want to bash the crap out of every single thing that they see Mm. Mm. it's uh it's depressing i can't even laugh about it because i it's horrible no i mean it's like i think you know, there was remember the whole whole rigmarole around you know punching Nazis in America, right? And mm. they punched Richard Spencer, but Richard Spencer is sort of he's not that kind of figure, right? Like he's the dapper Nazi, yeah, right? Like so, he's not the so a bunch of Nazi. opheads trying to make us believe at least for sure. Yeah, yeah ex- ex- exactly, right? And you know, and you punch him, and he gets falls quite over. upset, <laughs> and he falls over, right? Mm. Um, and it's and it's funny, and it's a bit of um like release of the tension um but not here i don't no. i don't get that at all from it's this like this scary. is this is super fucking scary right these are these are the kind of people that um are not threatening to be violent they are violent right so there's there's mm. that quote that that has been attributed to to Blair Cottrell on social media uh it says you know for example, women have manipulated me using sex and emotion, demoralization, and I have manipulated them using violence and terror. We use what we have to get um, what we want, right? So it's a very is, normal thing for someone who's that, not a complete yeah. rapist Christ. to say. That's right. And so this is, this is not the sort of Milo kind of demagogue um, spreading, you know, the your you sort of crypto fascism um 
couched in like Western values, right? This is just straight up Nazism. And that's what I reckon makes it so difficult to joke about, right? Because mm. you're like mm. just staring it in the face. That's just... Well, even in Milo's case, when he, like he was saying some shit recently about like, oh, people should start gunning journalists down or what? Like he said something fucking ridiculous. But I just, you know, nobody out there is listening to Milo and saying, no. wow, he's going to go and do that. Yeah. yeah, like there's like 10 posts on 4chan going like based Milo and that's about it. Yeah, and, and as as I think we've all said the whole time, um, I think we have all always acknowledged Milo as just, you know, someone who fancies himself and has attempted to model himself as a provocateur. He's just someone who just talk shit he just tries to rev people up and as soon as it goes far enough in any given direction to you know uh, negatively affect his ability to make money off it he'll walk it back or yeah. he'll try to he'll try to back out of something or adjust it or whatever but you know like you said yeah but this has blair, none of that sophistication yeah like blair cottrell is is much more in the like tommy robinson mold of uh going to prison only makes me look better Kind of thing. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Huge piece of shit. We did get... So, like I said, we, we did get uh, quite a few letters about it, uh, including from friend of the show, Jack Crook. Sorry. Lover of the show. Jack Crook. Um, who asked, what's your favorite Blair Cottrell misadventure? And <laughs> um, mine is this pretty recent, pretty recent post from Blair Cottrell on Twitter, um, in which he makes the extremely... Insightful comment. <clears throat> I so he's a carpenter, apparently. I've been in the trade for thirteen years, been a carpenter for nine years, worked for builders big and small and for myself. I've never met a leftist in the trade or building industry. Not one. To me there is a clear correlation between a lack of physical labor and leftist ideals. Yeah, um, I can't imagine any sort of leftist correlation. <laughs> yeah, any correlation between uh, leftism and what's that word? Labor. Mm, crazy. <laughs> hmm. hmm. Nope. Not seeing it. Not seeing it. I love. It. it just paints the picture that like everybody that he works with is just like fuck talking to this guy. This guy's a fucking nut job. I don't want to talk to him about anything. But like, yeah, the idea that there is there are no leftists in the trade or building industry, which is just, like, it's extremely good. <laughs> it's extremely good to me. It's the dumbest shit. Just to, what are you like, guys were saying for like international listeners or whatever? Um, just to put that into perspective, um, Ben and I live in a city where the construction, forestry, maritime, mining, and energy union. Uh, no one ever says that. The CFMEU. Um, regularly shuts down multiple city blocks um, for solidarity marches. Oh, right? it's so fucking great just being in the city and being like, oh, that's weird. What are those cups? Hey, there they are. My boys. Uh, I'm not talking, yeah, I'm not talking about a once-off. I'm talking about like since working in the city in the last three years or something, I've, I've seen them shut down the CPD like five times. It's fucking fantastic. So um, but he's, he hasn't seen any of these, so... Um, no, no. Um, yeah, it's almost like uh, maybe he's on work sites constantly blasting his fucking idiotic right-wing shit and people are just like... 
Yeah, okay, mate. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but like uh just work wise, I I try to keep shit as light as possible. I don't want to get into political stuff with people I work with because whether you agree or disagree, you still got to work with those people. And like, to be completely honest, unless somebody had a view so abhorrent that I felt like it was genuinely harmful to the people around them, um, like, you know, pe- people have a right to hold their views and even if you violently disagree with them you still got to go back in and work with that person so just find something else to talk about mm. uh yeah whereas like i said in this in this douchebag's case i can only guess that he's constantly loudly blasting his opinions about dumb shit and everybody else is going i just want to get through this day and fucking go home Anyway, since we seem to have inadvertently dipped into the mailbag, just dipped into the mailbag a touch, uh, we might as well take a few other questions while we're there. Hey, wife of the show, Jordan Smith, asks, uh, what types of music are y'all into? Wow, that is a broad question. (laughs) Where are we from with y'all? Lucy's into Scar. Oh and my god, that is so mean. That is so mean. Oh, I don't know if I, I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast. Uh, but I mean, I think I've made this pretty clear in the past, but I fucking hate Scar more than anything else in my life, right? Oh, you and Lucy are gonna have to fight about it. <laughs> I just, it fucking, it sh- shits me to tears. Uh, I fucking, well, oh, I mean, I don't, I don't know who loves you Scar. Sure you, who is yeah, listening you, to Scar? There's like some oh. early Scar that I don't mind, but whatever. But like modern Scar, I fucking hate more than life. Uh, well, what is modern Scar? Oh, any Scar from the last 30 years. <laughs> uh, but uh, one of my dear friends uh, and friend of the show, Cam, uh, for my birthday, uh, like at my birthday party, sort of handed me a present. Uh, and like I put it aside being like, oh, yeah, cool. I'll open that later. And then when I was like pretty shit faced, he was like, no, man open it and i was like okay i opened it up and it was a real big fish t-shirt that was signed by like eight <laughs> members of the band which oh, is man, they got half of the real big fish to sign. <laughs> it's just such an extraordinarily like i can't imagine someone choosing something for me that is such a perfect fuck you that like <laughs> that's such an incredible form of intimacy of choosing something that someone would hate so much i was just blown away like oh well i was gonna say i'm i'm pretty sure i've seen real big fish live two to three times oh my, in my god life. i like real big fish okay. oh my yeah. god <laughs> oh, just real funny. big fish purely real fun. big fish oh they were for i agree <laughs> no, with lucy yeah, this is this is the one scar band that i could get behind they also had their like kind of um south park guys association as well they were on the basketball soundtrack <laughs> they were they were in the movie. Yes. Yep. I blame basketball uh, for the Scar's popularity in a large sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I've been listening to um, Rai Kuda's new album a fair bit called Prodigal Son. Motherfucker's like 75 and he's still dropping good albums, folks. 
and boy, does he do good soundtracks to movies. Yes. I was like, Absolutely. what movie was I watching that he did this? And then I realized it was the movie that we, we both watched uh, for the podcast that we're doing shortly. Yeah. And we will advertise that to people when it comes out. Once we've actually done it. Yes. Yes. Um, I made Ben get up early on Saturday morning to record a podcast with uh, our good Canadian friends. Um, and then over the course of half an hour, it became clear that we were off by a week. <laughs> so my apologies <laughs> to Ben. Ah, oh, look, I lived. I'll be all right. Yeah, you'll be okay. Uh, what about you, Lucy? What are you listening to at the moment? What am I listening to? Uh, I don't want to say anything embarrassing. But fucking it's go fine. For it. we're, we're a broad church, right? It's we're, true. I have a very broad music taste, and sometimes I listen to things that are very stupid. Sometimes I listen to new scar and sometimes I listen to old scar. <laughs> sometimes All I of stop. It's <laughs> sometimes I stop listening to uh, 80s and 90s Australian rock occasionally. Ooh. And I have done that to be listening to Logic. Oh yeah, I like yep. a bit of Logic. I like Logic. He's quite good. I'm into it. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. And you don't know if he's white or black. It's very confusing. It's very vague. <laughs> I like it. He'll tell you all about it. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a new new Nine Inch Nails EP out. Oh, really? Hmm. Yep. Trent Reznor just keeps sneaking them out there, man. It's um, it's got a it's got an extremely uh, David Bowie just before his death vibe. That new one. That was it's a good like one. A, yeah, it's got like kind of weird weird uh, jazz brass on it, and the last the last track on that new EP, which I think is called. Uh, bad witch or bad witches um i was convinced that it was david bowie singing on the final track on there wow um i was like oh has he snuck away a um a david bowie vocal somewhere and broken it out Uh, because of course they have recorded together in the past Uh, the problem is that david bowie is in fact dead now it is called bad witch um but yeah the very last track on there so it's it sounds quite a bit like uh, some of the tracks on there sound quite a bit like David Bowie's final album Black Star. Mhm. It was called with the jazzy stuff going on there. Uh so that was pretty cool. What about you Theo? What are you listening to? Um lots of stuff. Um so um I just started listening to The Mountain Goats' last album Goths, uh, which is really good. Hmm. Um hmm. The last couple of years, I think my favorite albums have been um, so uh, Pale Horses by Me Without You, which is a post hardcore um, band. Um, I know Ben is a bit of a fan as well. Um, I not, love Not me as much you. as George is. George introduced yeah. me to Me Without You, and she's fucking nuts about him, but they are, yeah, they are very good. I saw good. them, yeah, I saw them live like, what, three years ago or something That's, like that. They, that? they tour once every 44 years. I believe like Haley's Comet. George went to that same concert. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. Um, and that was fucking ace. Um, really enjoyed um, uh, Sanfa's um, debut album, um, UK producer. Um, oh, yeah. Very, very good. Um, and there's a um, sort of bit prog metal, but like a bit um, oh, just like um, straight up rock kind of um, 
um, debut album by Black Peaks, um, which is very good as well. And of course, the best um, band in the world is uh, Ocean Size, and nobody's ever heard them, so uh, <laughs> them as well. Uh, your uh, evangelism for Ocean Size, I find fucking wonderful. I, it's not I put on as well. It. I will, I will uh, be rooting for them until the day I die. I am like. I'm so close to doing the exact same thing for Carnival. Uh, oh, man, I listen, uh, yeah, no, no, for sure, man. I listened to a Carnival I'm into album Carnival. today. Oh. <laughs> but Australian prog rock. What a genre. Yeah. Why not? Oh. I've also been listening to a, uh, a sexy R&B album by Daniel Caesar called Freudian. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> it's nice. It's pleasant. It's pleasant if you like a bit of, uh, I don't know, whatever you would call it. Canadian, Canadian uh, R&B, I guess. Maybe. Sounds I don't know. awful when you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> a bit racist of you to say that, Lucy. You can but, be um, racist against Canadians. It's totally acceptable. Ah, uh, but he's black. Oh. Oh, no. Ooh, <laughs> bad look, Ooh. Lucy. Bad you got look. me there. Mm. You got anything, any scar you wanted to throw in there, Ben? Uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, I've been listening to the shit out of the fucking new Sleep album, The Sciences. Mm-hmm. Fucking, oh, just imagine, oh. imagine if the world's single best stoner metal band that released perhaps the single best album and then did nothing since, oh, except for one single 10 minute long song in 2014, mm. uh, as a surprise, dropped... Uh, an entire album completely out of the blue on the date that is rendered in America as 420. And that album uh. turned out to be really fucking good. Hmm. Uh, so that, that happened to me. I've also been listening to a shitload of um, Dialect recently, which is spelt like Dialect, but with two dots over the A. Uh, they're a New Jersey hip-hop duo who are uh, insanely politically charged and just fucking incredible. Uh, the title track off Abandoned Language is one of the most bleak, honest, saddest portrayals of just, like, being black in America in the 21st century, and it is fucking just grim and incredibly well just... Oh, it's beautiful. It's it's very worth listening to. I've I listened to one song of theirs today as well a bunch of times, actually, that is just them doing instrumentals of a bit of a speech from oh fuck I need to find his name is it no so he's a black radical preacher um fucking he's really god damn it I want to find this uh he he was really controversial in the states um but the the song is uh blessed are they who bash your children's head against a rock uh which is obviously quite a grim it's very grim title uh but it's yeah it's incredible it's just talking about like because this was during the height of the iraq war i believe and sort of when they were talking mostly about terrorism but they're talking about all the things historically that black america has done um Oh, I, can't, I can't find it, but definitely Blessed are they who bash their children's head against a rock by dialect. Listen to that. It's just mm. it's like a minute and a half long and it is fucking harrowing. Hmm. Uh, also, Roller Trio have a new album out. Uh, if you are into uh, like contemporary prog jazz, 
I feel sure, like I guys, you guys are just making up like bands. Like, <laughs> That's the thing. Roller Trio fucking rule. Um, it's like if Tool were a jazz band and weren't full of rapists. That's literally my nightmare. Speaking if of Tool, Tool were a jazz band. Mm. <laughs> if Tool were a jazz band. Yep. That's right, folks. That's right. Uh, no, they're good. They're good, folks. And they got a new album out. Check it out. Roller Trio. I think they're British. They might even be British. Who knows? Anyway, that'll about do it for this week. Uh, don't forget, you can sign up for an extra episode every week for only five smackers a month. That's just Theo one coffee. Still, one coffee a week. Theo will not let you out of this alley until you pull out the old credit card. And he's got one of those, like, you know, those really old imprint machines? Oh. You do, like, the clack, clack back and forth. I, he wow. wants to take an imprint of your credit card. I went to a... Uh, a salvos in on the sunny coast. This was probably in maybe two thousand and oh, I don't know, but maybe two thousand twelve or thirteen, and they were still using those. Wow, ridiculous! They had My dentist one. had one until like twenty fifteen. How fucking crazy is that? I'd completely <laughs> forgotten that they existed. And I went, like, went to pay for, uh, pay for something. I was like, oh, shit, do you guys have FBOS? And they're like, oh, yep. Did the little... <laughs> what the fuck sure. clack, clack. with Queensland? <laughs> 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 yeah, only 20 to 30 years behind. It's okay. Uh, so, yes, you can, in fact, get an extra bonus episode every week by putting your credit card into Theo's little imprint machine. He will go clack, clack. And then two to three weeks later, we'll send you an invoice. Then you'll get your bonus episodes from patreon.com forward slash Bunta Vista. Um, I've even updated the website, buntavista.com. Wow. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah. That's right. Because uh, apparently I was just just way too behind on updating it. And now, folks, it updates itself. We're living in the future. Hell yeah. Um, and, of course, on that very website, if you want us to buy, let's say... Uh, a t-shirt or a tea towel or some shit like that with uh with the show's name on it or a dope do stubby cooler it's coming into Ooh. summer in what four months oh, yeah. <laughs> look we've already discussed <laughs> the bi-seasonal practicality but, uh, of it it's good it keeps your hand away from the cold beer can yeah it's true uh and also it's summer in the states folks so yeah. you, you need beard, to be a cooler you, you know punta vista <laughs> Buntavista.com forward slash merchandise. Um, we, we get got your a crime merchandise. Pass. Crime pass this week. Um, Join ISIS if you don't have a better option. <laughs> oh. <laughs> your, your crime pass this week is to join ISIS by just asking if uh, Australian parliamentarians should be saying the Lord's Prayer. That'll before, do it. Yeah. Before the day's business every day. Apparently, that entitles you. It gives you one one get into ISIS free card. Because <laughs> usually you have to pay. <laughs> mm. You probably do. You probably have to give them your stuff. I don't know. Um, I don't know how it works. Also, this isn't a crime pass, but just at us, or at the podcast, don't add any of us individually, especially not me. Uh, at anyone them. individually that's not me or the podcast, uh, with the last time you used the cha-ching, cha-ching machine. Clack, clack. <laughs> To the, the the imprint machine for a credit card. I want to yeah. know mm, what the too. most recent example of one of these in the wild we get is. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Uh, and that will do. Thanks for your time, everybody. And if you are a subscriber, we'll see you on the bonus episode. And if you're not, go to hell.
Go straight to hell. Hmm. Got him. See you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>